Welcome to the CS Joseph Podcast. I'm your host, CS Joseph. Today's question, another INFP question. I love that we're getting a lot of INFP questions. Uh, while I do like and enjoy uh, answering questions about ENTPs and INFJs and INTJs and INTPs, which seems to be the questions that we answer the most around here, it's really nice to get some INFP questions every now and then, as much as any of the other types as well. So I'd like to give special thanks to the Acolyte members who are asking questions and keeping up the variety uh, as we continue to answer questions uh, throughout for the Eagle Hacker community. Uh, again, if you want to be an Acolyte member and get your questions answered here on the YouTube and on the podcast, csjoseph.live forward slash members, become a journeyman member, then upgrade to Acolyte from there. Or if you already are a journeyman, go to csjoseph.live forward slash portal and then upgrade to Acolyte and the Acolyte section on the portal. So today's question is, uh, you have two UDSF, unconscious developed, subconscious focused INFPs. Who is going to win at life the most? Who is going to be the more successful at life? If they both have the same nature and they both have the same nurture, what's the difference? What is the one thing in their life that is going to make the other person more successful than the other? Which is really fascinating. They both want authority. They both want power in their lives. They both struggle with feelings of powerlessness. How do they do it? How do they get around it? They both have the same octogram, right? They both had a really hard upbringing, but then their adulthood is actually looking pretty good and they're both full of hope because they're UDSF. UDSF represents the, uh, the hope variant of the octogram from a neutral perspective. If you wanna learn more about octogram, we are doing an octogram series right now on the 16 types and that is behind our paywall at the Journeyman membership. Again, csjoseph.life forward slash members. Check that out. Now, I will give the answer to this question, but the best, the best answer that is made available to this question is actually found in season 19 and also found in our upcoming course, Ego Hacking Your Fear. Now, egohackingyourfear.com, go there, check it out right now. And then when you do get it now, guess what? You get all of season 19 and all of season 14, part one, which is golden pairs. Season 19 is personal growth and cognitive development uh, for each of the 16 types and you can get educated as an INFP ahead of time right now where we, talk, where we talk about gateway functions and how can utilize your gateways to have a better life. Gateway functions is a hero, the inferior, the nemesis, and the demon function. Absolutely critical, check it out, because Ego Hacking Your Fear as a course is a direct sequel to our season 19 content. So check that out, it is made available for you. You get it for free when you get access. So, with that all being said, hashtag commercial over. What is the difference? It really comes down to level of aspiration. Level of aspiration. Extroverted thinking inferior, you know, like both these types, they still struggle with, uh, you know, feelings of insecurity because they care very much about their status, their reputation, or whether or not their opinion matters. I actually had an INFP one time explain to me, I was sitting down with him in a Panera Bread, in, um, and it's the Panera Bread, I think, in Fremont, California, uh, on the East Bay that specific uh, uh, Panera Bread on, I think it's on Maori, uh, Maori uh, Street. But he basically explained to me that extroverted thinking inferior is very interesting because it's like sometimes you feel like your opinion or your voice doesn't even matter. And it's entirely squelched out by the voices of other people uh, consistently. And, and it just ends up adding to the feelings of powerlessness. And it's like, oh, dang, I'm never going to be an authority on the subject. Oh, dang, I'm never going to have power in my life. I'm always going to feel powerless consistently. 
And this is ultimately the source of INFP depression. When INFPs are depressed, it's really because they are struggling with feelings of powerlessness on a regular basis. And it's just, it's just sad. It's just really sad to see them in the grips of fear in this manner. And, I, and, I, and, I, and honestly, I, I feel bad for them. I really, really feel bad for them because they're also triple outcome, which means like there are times where this, this feelings of powerlessness can be so debilitating that they can't even get out of bed unless they know for a fact that there's a guaranteed outcome that they're not going to feel powerless later in the day. And they can have some serious, serious feelings of depression. This is one of the reasons why I think that especially credulous INFPs end up submitting to the authorities, uh, like authority of, uh, of doctors, for example, and end up being on antidepressants, which forces, uh, antidepressants are like a stimulant, it forces them into their subconscious side of their mind. And so they become more ESTJ-ish, and then they're kind of more like motivated to take initiative in their life as a result. But it's a foregone conclusion. They're not actually going to gain any more power and authority as a result because of just how those antidepressants end up actually becoming a problem. And they just haven't really been given the mental tools from which they can you know, truly aspire with their extroverted thinking inferior and deal with those feelings of powerlessness. And it's a problem. It's a huge problem. And I feel, I feel so bad for INFPs dealing with, you know, when they're in the grip of fear, when they're dealing with, uh, you know, being afraid of their voice not mattering, being afraid that their opinion doesn't matter, being afraid of, you know, always being powerless for the rest of their lives. But here's the thing, when you're looking at a UDSF INFP versus another UDS INFP, and you're going to be measuring out, okay, which one? They both have the same nature, they both have the same nurture, which one's going to win? If you put them up against each other, which one's going to be more successful in life? Which one's going to win in a battle? Which one's going to win in a fight? You know, well, it's really simple. It's really simple. There's a, I, there's a, there's a Jungian analytical psychology answer, but then there's also a very practical answer. So the Jungian analytical psychology answer is basically which one of them aspires the most with their extroverted thinking inferior. That, that is... That's the, this, that, that's the answer. But let's look at it from a practical perspective. What is, what is the practical answer? The practical answer is this. Whichever one of them has the self-discipline to never stop reading and to never stop researching. That's really what it comes down to. I know I'm beating a dead horse when I say this when I'm constantly telling INFPs to read and read nonfiction at that. A lot of INFPs really get caught up in reading a lot of fiction, especially INFP women, I've noticed. But the reality of the situation is, is that fiction is not going to be as valuable as nonfiction. Because fiction, you just end up having opinions based around fictional and fictitious content, which is not actually going to be really meaningful to people. You know, there's more meaning in terms of like, you know, nonfiction, right? Read nonfiction constantly maybe even philosophy, right? But that's the point. That's really, really the point. It, it's the most, it's, it's, it, is, it really is the most important thing. Reading is the most important thing. So you have UDSF, INFP versus another UDSF, INFP. The one that is gonna succeed the most is the one that reads the most, basically. The one that reads the most. Because by reading the most, what ends up happening is that they end up having the most valuable opinion in the room. And by having the most valuable opinion in the room, people will actually come to them and ask them their opinion. People will come to them 
and just be like, hey, you know, how should I be thinking about this properly? You're obviously the most knowledgeable person in the room, right? And if the INFP really is the most knowledgeable person in the room, guess what? Those feelings of powerlessness, they go away. They're just not there anymore. There is no, there is no feelings of powerlessness anymore. They don't have to deal with it. There is no feelings of powerlessness. And that feeling of powerlessness, they'll never have to deal with it because everyone is constantly coming to them and seeking out their knowledge. Where the INFP is basically like this kind of oracle you know, that people go to on a regular basis. Every day, every single day. You know, as you're, as you're this you know, stoic hermit that's floating above the waters, you know, not being, a, not being a, a, you know, engaged or, or even you know, when engaged, you're just, you're just still, you just lie still. You know, even if all of nature is against you or if people in your life are against you, you're not going to be you know, off kilter. You know, you're still going to keep your discipline. And you do that through reading. You do that through gaining as much knowledge as possible. Don't forget that INFPs are part of the mind temple. And the mind temple is all about learning. It's all about educating, educating others and being educated themselves. The INFP has to be committed to being the student forever. Because through being a student and constantly, endlessly reading for their entire lives and reading nonfiction, and I mean like books, get lots of books in. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to be going above 26 books read this year. Right now, I'm averaging two or three books a week right now. I'm just blazing through books like crazy, right? And I, you know, my goal is 26 books a year. That's one book every two weeks, but I'm going to be well above that this year. And I'm, and I'm very proud of myself for that. But imagine an INFP with that. Imagine, because they, they remember everything so well, their expert intuition can see all the patterns based on what they read, and they actually end up can gain some very powerful insight. And then as a result of having that powerful insight, because they basically become this oracle with the most valuable opinion in the room for other people in their lives, they'll never struggle with feelings of powerlessness ever again. They'll never have to deal with that depression ever again. And that's great. That's amazing. And then as a result, not only have they become authorities on these subjects that they've read, they actually gain even more authority because they're able to see how these different subjects intertwine with each other as a result of understanding patterns uh, extracted by their expert intuition parent. And then their parent is able, their parent function and their intuition is able to see how different subjects, even though they are entirely unrelated, how they actually do relate. And that creates an even higher layer of insight, an even higher layer of knowledge. And that's that specialized knowledge. That is what makes them the most valuable person in the room. That means that their voice would never be squelched out because they have people coming to them asking them for their voice. And their voice carries the most weight. Their voice is the most meaningful. And then as a result, they, have, they, are, they are authority on all those subjects in which they've read, but they are authority on subjects that go beyond those subjects they've read because they've realized that there's new subjects out there based on what they've already read. I know I talk about, a lot about uh, Robert Greene, but he did this with the 48 Laws of Power in all of his books, all of those. He is the best example of an INFP who has actually done this, right? I know I talk about him, and I know you guys want other examples of INFPs, but he just is the best example. Learn by his example. Follow his example on this. Become powerful. Become an authority on various subjects 
and become authority, and then as a result, become an authority on meta subjects, subjects in between those subjects, because you can read between the lines. And no one can do it better than an INFP. So if you're feeling powerless, it's because you're not very well read. There's nothing more powerful than a well-read INFP. There's nothing more powerful than that. So when you have two UDSF hopeful INFPs out there, the one who will be more successful is the one who has read the most. Very simple, and that's just a fact. That's the truth. So anyway, folks, thanks for watching and listening, and I'll see you guys in the next episode.